Hey, what's up, guys? You're now listening to Devo with Uncle Theo. Today is day 47. We're going to cover chapters 8 and 9. So in chapter 8, let's look at verse 1. Then the Lord spoke to Moses, saying, Speak to Aaron and say to him, When you mount the lamps, the seven lamps will give light in front of the lampstand. Aaron therefore did. He mounted the lamps at the front of the lampstand, just as the Lord had commanded Moses. Now this was the workmanship of the lampstand, hindered hammered work of gold from its base to its flowers. It was hammered work according to the pattern which the Lord had shown Moses. So he had made the lampstand. And after the lampstands are lit, we get a ceremony to set apart the Levites to the service of the Lord. And so the rest of these verses are to consecrate and dedicate the priests to the tabernacle. In verse five, again, the Lord said to Moses saying, Take the Levites from among the sons of Israel and cleanse them. Thus you shall do to them for their cleansing, sprinkle purifying water on them and let them use a razor over their whole body and wash their clothes and they will be clean. Then let them take a bull with this grain offering, fine flour mixed with oil and a second bull you shall take for a sin offering and you shall present the Levites before the tent of meeting. You shall also assemble the whole congregation of the sons of Israel and present the Levites before the sons of Israel. You shall also assemble the whole congregation of the sons of Israel and present the Levites before the Lord and the sons of Israel shall lay their hands on the Levites. So remember verse 17, for every firstborn among the sons of Israel is mine among the men and among the animals. On the day I struck down the firstborn in the land of Egypt, I sanctified them for myself. But I have taken the Levites instead of every firstborn among the sons of Israel. I have given the Levites as a gift to Aaron and his sons of Israel to perform the service at the tent of meeting and to make atonement on behalf of the sons of Israel. This is verse 20. Thus did Moses and Aaron and all of the congregation of the sons of Israel to the Levites, according to all the Lord had commanded Moses concerning the Levites. And so this is the cleansing. They're purified. And now we see that the Lord had initially dedicated all of the firstborn to him. And God says, you know what? Instead of the firstborn, the Levites will be my position now. They will serve as my firstborn. So of the 12 tribes, I want one of them as my people. And that'll serve as my firstborn. And then we get their retirement age. At the end of the chapter, it says that the Lord spoke to Moses saying, this is what applies to the Levites from 25 years old and upwards. They shall enter and perform service in their work of the tent of meeting. But at the age of 50 years old, they shall retire from service in the work and shall not work anymore. They may, however, assist their brothers in the tent of meeting to keep an obligation, but they themselves shall do no work. Thus you shall deal with the Levites concerning their obligations. And so we see here, if you look back in chapter four, verse three, it says that they are to begin their work at 30. But here it says that they are to begin their work at 25. And so what some have done to reconcile this is to say most likely there was a five-year apprenticeship that the Levites would undergo before they were ready to go through the process of fully engaging in the role of a Levitical priest. And you have to also remember that all priests are Levites, but not all Levites are priests. So we talked about the three groups that handled the furnishing. And so let's not forget about them. 
And another note that we want to add is that David, when he comes into leadership, he later lowers this age to 20. And we'll see that in First Chronicles 23, verse 24, which shows us that David is a king and he's a prophet because he's able to make new laws, which helps point to the fact that there's something special about him. He's the true Davidic king. And in chapter nine, we get celebration of the Passover. And so here we get instructions around the Passover. And one thing we know about the Passover is they first observed it in Exodus 12. And this is the second time here at Sinai, one year later. But we're going to see rebellion happen very soon in the next coming chapters, in chapter 14, actually. And they will not celebrate Passover again until they enter the promised land in Joshua. But I want to point out one thing since we're here. We already covered the Passover, but look at one thing it says here at verse 12. It says, they shall leave none of it until morning, nor break a bone of it according to all of the statue of the Passover. They shall observe it. So this text alludes to what happened to Jesus when he was crucified. Listen to this in John chapter 19, verse 33 and following. But coming to Jesus, when they saw that he was already dead, they did not break his legs. But one of the soldiers pierced his side with a spear and immediately blood and water came out. And he who has seen has testified and his testimony is true. And he knows that he is telling the truth so that you may believe for these things came to pass to fulfill scripture. Not a bone of him shall be broken. And again, another scripture says they shall look on him whom they pierced. So you have here what we're reading today is the prophecy of what will be fulfilled recorded in Exodus 12 and here in Numbers 9. And after the instructions on the Passover, you get instructions of how Israel obeyed the Lord when he would settle upon them. And it says this starting in verse 15. Now on the day that the tabernacle was erected and the cloud covered the tabernacle, the tent of the testimony in the evening, it was like the appearance of fire over the tabernacle to morning. So it was continuously. The cloud would cover it by day and the appearance of fire by night. If sometimes the cloud remained a few days over the tabernacle, according to the command of the Lord, they remained camped. Then according to the command of the Lord, they set out. If sometimes the cloud remained from evening until morning, when the cloud was lifted in the morning, they would move out. Or if it remained in the daytime or at night, whenever the cloud was lifted, they would set out. Whether it was two days or a month or a year, the cloud lingered over the tabernacle, staying above it. The sons of Israel remained camped and did not set out. But when it lifted, they did set out. And so this chapter ends well, showing us that Israel is obeying. And this is what obedience looks like. And this is what following the Lord looks like. Some days he'll give us a command and we'll have to move in a day or maybe overnight or maybe a month, maybe a year. But we're to listen to the voice of the Lord and not presume on him because he moved in one week last week. He'll move in one week this week. This produces pride and this produces impatience. But if you treat him as sovereign, as your commander in chief and don't presume on him, thinking that you know what he'll do, but you only have a heart wanting and willing to obey him. This sets you up to be a successful worshiper. And this is encouragement we can take from Israel. 
if he tells us to move in a day or two days, three days or a month or a year, we go. But when he tells us to wait, we wait and we do not try to manipulate his hand. Fellow Christian, trust the Lord. Follow him. Acknowledge him in all your ways. And he promises to direct your paths. Trust his timing. I promise you and guarantee you, it's better than anything you could dream up or think of. Let's continue to walk with Yahweh and let's continue to be obedient Christians. You guys have a good day. Catch you next time where we cover the next chapters in Numbers. <laughs>